Hello. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well today. My name's Emily. I'm one of the tutors from Canada. Um, also lived in the UK and currently I'm streaming to you from the Dominican Republic. So welcome to the stream. Nice to have you here today. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, roommates or flatmates or housemates. So what's the difference? Um, these are all the same thing. It just depends where you are for which term you're going to use. So in the UK, the British will say flatmate. And in North America, uh, people will tend to say roommate. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, roommate that you're living in the same room. Um, sometimes it might. At certain universities, there might be two beds in one room. It just means you share the apartment, they call it in the US. Um, so an apartment in the US is a flat in the UK. Um, and sometimes there's the, the third word that people use, housemate. So I've actually spelled that wrong there. Let me put it in the chat here. So sometimes people will just say housemate. So you know that you're not sharing a room uh, with each other. Um, perfect, all right. So come say hi in the chat. Let me know where you're from. Let me know if you have roommates or flatmates. Um, are you living alone now, living with family? Tell us what you're up to. Um, so we have Natasha so far, Mabubre, uh, Mirella, Kate, Hakim. Welcome to all of you. And uh, let's get going. So I would like to know have you uh, lived with people before that aren't your family or your partner? So have you lived with flatmates, roommates, or housemates? Um, let's see. For myself, um, I, when I first went to university, I lived in a dorm room. So it was a floor of people um, with each had their own bedroom, but we shared the bathroom and living room and then I lived in some apartments where there was four bedrooms and two bathrooms so we were living with other people then um, and most recently in London as well <clears throat> I was living with flatmates um, London is very expensive so if you want to live near the center usually you would tend to rent with flatmates and I've always really enjoyed it but um, I'm curious to hear how you guys. Okay, so, so far people, the most people are saying yes, but I hated it, okay. So maybe people wanted to have their own space and for some reason it didn't work, this relationship. So it can definitely be difficult. Um, today we're gonna look at um, some ways that maybe you can work on that relationship or ways to improve uh, living with other people. So, okay. And so if you have, so the people who did live with people, how did you know each other? Um, were you already friends? Was it through mutual friends? So someone introduced you and said, oh, hey, you're both looking for a roommate or a flatmate. Um, was it through an online service or social media? Uh, so in the UK, there's a popular website called Spare Room that a lot of people use. Or were they already living there? So you answered the ad. And so 
you went um, and they were already living. Let's see in the chat what people. Mm -hmm. So lots of people living with their families. Um, a couple of people haven't lived with their roommates before. Um, when, when she was a student living with a roommate, but now living with husband. Um, living in another city for work, so had a housemate. Yeah, absolutely. I think often when you're um, an expat or if you're someone who's traveling with work, then that's a great time to have flatmates or housemates um, because, you know, you're away from your family and normal friends maybe. <clears throat> All right. And Prunel's asking the difference between um, the categories. So I think you mean... Uh, talking about roommate or flatmate or housemate, they all mean the same thing. It's just uh, flatmate is the British term and roommate is more the American term. Okay, so answering in the, the quiz, people say most of them, they were already living there or they used some online service or we were already friends. Yes, so sometimes living with friends can actually be tricky because uh, it's different to be a friend and go out for restaurants or go partying versus living together. Suddenly your lives are so intertwined. So I definitely know of some examples where friends decided to live together and then they're not such good friends anymore because they, they had some fights living. So it's not always easy to live with other people. You have to kind of, um, you know, be very adaptable. We'll go through a bit of that. So let's see here. There might be some examples you remember from TV. So there's like Friends, I think is the classic TV show um, in New York City, all their friends living together uh, in different apartments. But this is a classic, you know, roommate situation where people live together to save money. Um, so on another couple of funny ones, Sesame Street. So Bert and Ernie are roommates on Sesame Street. There's Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory. So these are all kind of Amer American sitcoms uh, where you would see roommates and what it's like. All right. And so what are the good things? Why do people decide to live together? Um, so there's rent savings, of course. If you're going to get a two or a three bed and split it between people, it's going to cost you less per person than if you get a studio or a one-bedroom apartment. Um, you can also split the bills. So this, you know, especially right now, I think the price of things like heating and electricity is going up, right, a lot. So you're going to be able to split your electricity, your internet, um, your water, all different types of bills you will be able to split. A table for two. So by this, I mean, maybe you can share some meal costs, uh, meal planning. Um, I haven't always done this with roommates, but sometimes we would take turns to cook for each other. And so, yeah, you save time. And often when you're cooking for more people, the cost per person reduces. Uh, more space. So usually when you live in a three or four bedroom apartment, let's say, 
it's probably going to have a nice big living room, a nice big kitchen, maybe some outdoor space. Whereas if you had a studio, studio means that the bed is in the living room area or a one bedroom, then actually you're not going to have that much space. So for me, I've always enjoyed living with more people. And then it means that we have more common space. And finally, peace of mind or friendship. So even if you're kind of introverted and you want to spend a lot of time in your room, you know, having people around that you can rely on, um, make friends with, watch some TV shows with, um, then it's kind of nice to have them around. Let's see here. And so which of those would be most important to you? And I'll go back into the chat here and see. All right. So one person said they've lived with their roommate since 2014 from in university until now. Wow. So you must really get along, which is nice. Um, and Beatrice says, doesn't feel alone when living with other people. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's, you know, for me especially, so I was in London during the pandemic and I lived with two other people. Uh, so suddenly, March 2020, we were all working from home. Um, before that, I was going into the office working in commercial real estate. And so if I didn't have them, I would have been in a studio apartment or one bedroom apartment all on my own um, for a long time. We, we thought it was going to be a couple weeks to start, right? Everyone thought that. But uh, luckily, we did have each other. And we were all working from home in the living room. So it was busy sometimes. But we would just go to our rooms when we had to make a phone call. Um, and so it was it was nice. I think I was lucky to have some other people around. Let's see, someone else here saying, the experience was not so good, not bad, so kind of just average. Um, friendly atmosphere, but sometimes disturbances, yeah. So a bit later, I'm gonna ask for some examples of like bad roommates or flatmates you've had. So maybe there's an example you could share then. Maybe they were really messy or really loud. Um, Maybe they broke things. I don't know. There's all sorts of things that could go wrong, of course, when you're sharing a space. Okay. And so most people are saying for the peace of mind and friendship. Totally. Yeah. Especially when you're a student or a young professional. Um, it's nice to have other people around. I agree. Okay. But there's also some, some negative part, points. So I think Shazad in the chat said, you know, experience not so good in some ways too. So why could that be? Um, so there's going to be compromise, limited financial control. You are sharing. So if sharing is difficult for you, um, it's just something you're going to have to deal with. Uh, there could be damaged goods or messes, and you might have different spending priorities. So for example, you know, you're going to have to make some decisions together where you're going to put things, how you're going to decorate the common space, which internet provider are you going to use, um, whose credit card is going to be used for bill payments. And then if people aren't giving you money in time and bill payments go through, how could that affect your credit score? So there's all these, all these things to go through. 
Um, what about communal items? So are you going to share groceries? Maybe just some things like oil and spices. Are you going to share any toiletries like shampoo and conditioner, cleaning supplies? So how are you going to do all this? Um, the way that we did it when I was living with flatmates most recently back in London is that anytime we needed something for the house, you just bought it and then it went onto a spreadsheet which automatically divided the cost by three. And that way um, you never had to worry about like, oh, I'm always buying the toilet paper or I'm always buying the cleaning supplies. It didn't matter who bought it because it would come off of what was owed by each person for the month. So that worked really well for us. And we weren't worried if one person's using more or the other, no. It's just, if you buy anything for the flat, then you can put it on there. We would even use this spreadsheet, um, this Excel sheet, if we decided to have a pizza night together or something. And then we would just put it on there and the person who paid, it would, it would kind of be allocated. So it was divided by three. And that worked really well. Uh, let's see. I guess some other things you could potentially fight over are like, if you're going to have guests over, um, can you have overnight guests? What happens if something gets damaged? <laughs> are we allowed to put up pictures on the wall? Because sometimes landlords will charge you if you put pictures up. All, the, all these things you have to discuss with each other. And so which would be most difficult for you? And I'm going to go back into the chat here. In the meantime, um, Frankie's saying prefers to live in harmony with other people, but sometimes there are arguments for futile things. Totally. And you know what? We're all humans. Sometimes people have bad days. And uh, I think it's fine, too, when you're living with other people to just be like, I'm not having a good day. <laughs> um, I'm going to be in my room and kind of remove yourself. Because otherwise, if you're feeling tired or upset for something else, maybe that's when you have some fights. Okay, Malala is saying in Afghanistan, every everyone lives together in one house usually and share rooms. Um, so I guess you're talking about like families then, you'd say. So Malala would be like, uh, you'd have like the grandparents and the parents and the children living together um, in one house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in some cultures, of course, it would be very strange to live with people who are not your family. So it might be that you um, you stay at home until you're married. And so I think there's still some cultures where that would be normal. Um, it just depends if you're moving to another city to study or for work, then that might be when you are going to experience living with a flatmate or roommate. Okay, so let's see what is the hardest part. Uh, okay, so Saralta is giving us an example of someone who was a friend and it was great for the beginning, but then she started to change a lot. Um, and yeah, that can be challenging, absolutely. Totally. It's a very different to be friends with someone like, you know, go on trips even together versus living together. It's a lot more intimate. Your lives are so intertwined. 
And so most people are saying compromise can be difficult. Yep, so maybe not getting things the way that you want them to be. You have to understand what the other person wants and uh, find some middle ground so that you don't both go crazy and fight all the time. Um, damaged goods and messes, totally. So for us, we would just have, I mean, each of us, our own room is your own thing, but we would have a cleaner come once a week. So there was three of us living there. So when you divided the cost of a cleaner between three, it wasn't so bad. So that's kind of what we decided to do. Rather than in other places I've lived, maybe we've had like a cleaning schedule, like, oh, this week you do the kitchen, this week you do the bathroom, um, which can work. But the problem is if people are traveling a lot for work or really busy, it gets missed and then you fight. So I think for me, if you're able to afford it between the flatmates or roommates, getting a cleaner is the best thing. Once a week, done. <laughs> um, and then let's see here. Yeah, so compromise was the number one thing and then damaged goods and messes, totally. Another example of with damaged goods is, um, you know, anytime I'd buy, let's say some nice wine glasses, they would obviously get broken at some point, somehow. And it's annoying, but you also just have to realize, you know, I live with other people, things are gonna happen. Um, I'll, yeah, maybe don't have nice, nice things that you're really, really worried about when you live in a roommate situation or keep them in your room. <laughs> Anything you put in the common area can get broken. So I think you have to like be careful about what you, what you share and then, and then hopefully that way you won't have issues. So, so these are some of the things that can happen, but it can also get really complicated when you have roommates from other cultures. So, um, you know, when you have different norms, values, culture, the way you do things, um, you have to kind of really change, uh, change your approach. And so what do I mean by this? Um, so you have to be very mindful and tolerant. Actually, to be honest, I think these, these kind of rules go for any, um, any relationship, <laughs> not just a cross-cultural flatmate, but here specifically, we will talk about that. So we want to be mindful and tolerant. Um, so, you know, you have to be flexible, have an open mind. Everyone has different experiences and um, you just, you just need to, need to, yeah, be tolerant, um, be realistic as well. <clears throat> so, you know, decide what's going to happen. So my example with the cleaning, being realistic, we realized that we weren't going to be able to always stick to it because we were traveling and busy. So be realistic about what you expect from each other. Um, you know, be realistic if they want to have a friend over and you can't always say no. Um, you know, maybe you say, sure, like just keep it down or something like that. Um, be respectful and fair. So if someone's keeping their door closed, let's say, maybe you discuss that that means they don't want to be bothered. <laughs> um, um, learn more about the culture and communicate. So living with someone from another culture gives you a chance to learn more about it. So I've, 
I have had flatmates from other cultures, including um, including Russia, um, India, um, the UK, of course, and uh, Italy and Australia. <laughs> I think that's I think that's it but I've I've had the chance to live with people from lots of different countries right and so some of the fun things can be learning about the food so with the Indian and Italian in particular we definitely did lots of cooking together um, and I got to learn about the culture that way which I love um, so yeah I think take it as an opportunity rather than uh, noticing the differences and worrying about the differences Okay, and set rules and boundaries. So that was a bit like I talked about with like, if you're going to close the door or something, maybe you decide, um, yeah, you decide that you're going to, let me just see here. <laughs> yeah, you decide to tell each other like, oh, if my door is closed, I'm tired. Um, solve problems. So I've lived some places where we needed to have a sort of meeting of the flatmates. And so everyone we would say okay on Sunday let's sit down and go through things so that might be the time when we're going through points about bills or cleaning um, or people's plans um, one of the big problems to deal with I found living in a place like London is it's very transient which means that people are always coming and going and so if um, people are always coming and going it means you're going to have to find new people quite often and so we had to come up with ways to uh, find new flatmates several times. And embrace differences with bonding is the last point. So yeah, I think we discussed that, whether that's through cooking or other ways, you will find ways to bond. Let me go to the next one here. So I'm curious to know if you've ever lived with cross-cultural roommates. Um, let's hear. And then after that, I'm going to ask you to tell us about a bad, bad experience. So <laughs> if you have some ideas, you've been talking a bit in the chat about them. It'll be your opportunity then. Um, yeah, I think just like just like traveling, you know, gives you a chance to get to know other culture, but of course, a lot more deeply, if you do have the chance to live with someone from another culture. And I think the food is always a big plus. Um, you can learn about new holidays as well. Uh, maybe learn some bits of a new language. Um, and, you know, if you make good friends, then you're going to have somewhere to visit in the future, potentially, when they go home or when they go visit, too. So, okay, so most people have not. But if you do get the chance and you're not already living with your family and uh, in that situation, then I do recommend it. <clears throat> Cool. Now tell us about a bad flatmate you or a friend had. So, <coughs> excuse me, a couple of people mentioned that, um, they, you know, there was a messy flatmate or it didn't quite work out. So tell us the story of what happened. I'm just going to grab some water. I will be right back. All right, I'm back. <laughs> okay. So 
So does anyone have a situation? I'll think of one. So um, in one place I was living um, with an Australian couple and um, they would always fight with each other a lot. And then when they were fighting with each other, then they would start fighting with you too. And like, they'd come home late screaming at each other, just ang really angry. So that was very stressful. Um, I didn't stay there that long. They, yeah, they would also be really crazy about cleaning. So we did take turns cleaning, but um, if I did the living room and they saw like one little thing on like under the couch, they'd be like, you didn't clean properly. And so they were very, yeah, I don't think they should live with other people is what I would say. <laughs> um, let me think if I can think of any other bad examples. Mm, no, I think just like I mentioned before, something's getting broken, but that's bound to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, Shazad had a roommate who always forgot everything. So what do you mean by that? Like, did they forget to pay the rent or forget to pay some bills? Because that would be really annoying. <laughs> uh, one of your friends was in a relationship with your flatmate. That's complicated. Yeah. So totally. I've heard some stories too of uh, like people who are flatmates ending up getting get together. So all sorts of things can happen. Mm, so university friend but she studies in a loud voice and annoying. Oh, that's strange. She's studying out loud. So, hmm. People blaming the other for things that never happened. Oh my goodness. This is a classic one. So I actually think it's always better to live with, a, a, if you're living with flatmates, to have three or more. The reason is, is if it's just two of you, or if it's like two couples, then anytime something goes wrong, you blame the other person. Um, but if there's three or four of you, you might not know who to blame. And so it actually just like reduces the animosity a lot, you know, because otherwise every time there's a dish maybe left behind, if it's just the two of you, you know it was the other one if it wasn't you. But if you don't know who it was, then maybe sometimes you're just like, oh, it might have been them. Oh, well, I'll just, I'll just do it. So I think it's actually a lot better um, to live with three or more people. <laughs> um, mm. Okay, and Prunel asking if I still live with roommates. No, so I left London um, September last year. I went back to Canada to build a camper van. And so I've mostly been traveling in a camper van. It's in Panama right now, but I'm going to get it next week or so. And then I'm going to continue traveling south. So I drove so far from Canada to Panama in a camper van, and I'll keep driving in South America. So right now, I just have my myself and my, my partner. He's at work right now. But we were living um, with flatmates in London. But yeah, so totally, all these different things can happen. Um, but to be honest, I think on... On balance, it's been a good experience overall, and I've got to know some really great people 
And it's been so nice to, yeah, have people, um, have people to, to see and hang out with. Um, so Morella is asking, how can someone become a streamer on Chatterbug? <clears throat> Let me just see if I can find website for that Chatterbug streamer. Um, <laughs> you know what I would suggest actually is to go and post a question on the community forum. I will give you the link for that here. There's a place where you can go get feedback for streams and they'll probably be able to tell you. Um, I was already a tutor giving live lessons. Um, try that link where you can go and put something in the forum. So I'm not sure if you need to be a tutor first or if you can just be a streamer. Um, but um, I'm guessing if you speak Spanish or something, yes, they're looking for <laughs> looking for some more streamers. So check that out. Um, okay, we have another example here. Shazad used to cook once a week, came really late at night and cooked something that only she could eat. So not necessarily sharing. Yeah. I always found a really nice thing to do was, especially during the pandemic with my flatmates, is every Friday we would do like a big, uh, big dinner together. Um, and so we'd choose what we're making. People would make different parts of the meal and we would all enjoy that together. And then once we were allowed to have people over too, we would have some people over because of course it was very strict for a while. But I think that was uh, a really nice way to connect. Um, someone else says, nothing so bad, but sometimes they expect you to be their friend or be friends with their friends and it's not always possible. Yeah, sometimes it really is just a flatmate or roommate relationship. And it's like, sometimes people try to make it more, but you don't connect and that's okay too. Sometimes you just live with people, totally. And someone else saying, I don't like love strike people. I, I wonder if you mean strict maybe. Do you mean that Malale strict people means like not very flexible? Um, okay, cool. So lots of examples there, thank you. And so those are some of the negative things, but what has worked well for you? Um, so I gave you some of my tips, like <clears throat> doing maybe a dinner together every once in a while, or getting a cleaner is huge, makes a huge difference in everyone's happiness. Um, for the bills, we would all do it through one account. And that way, it was really easy for us to keep track of, rather than saying, oh, you have the internet, you have the electricity. It was like, no, we just have we set up one, we set up a new account. It was in my name, but we set it up so it was just, just for the apartment. And then we would put money into that account for the bills. And so that way, you know, we didn't have to, um, yeah, try to figure out every month who's paid what and who owes what. It was just really easy. Okay, so some examples here. Be kind. Yes, be kind and... Remember, we're all human and sometimes people have bad days too. Uh, get a cleaner, definitely. I think even when, um, yeah, if I have a family and stuff after this, I think I'll have to try to get a cleaner at least at least twice a month because <laughs> I, don't, I don't love cleaning. Um, have your personal zone, yes. So whether that's um, your room, if you can have also a room that has your own bathroom, that's wonderful. So that's called an ensuite. Um, en suite bedroom. 
means that you get your own bathroom. So I, in my last place, I had that, and that did make a difference. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Prunel says when she met her husband, um, he had three children and I had two. So that was like a roommate experience. <laughs> Absolutely. That would be complicated for sure. The five kids coming together and getting to know each other. But hopefully overall they had fun and it worked out. But um, yeah, that's like being roommates at first for sure. For sure. Um, and so what are some tips you had? Maybe what, what worked well to get everyone getting along and for it to work as a roommate situation. Let me think if I can think of some other things. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if you can avoid living somewhere that's like three bedrooms to one bathroom, that would be good. So if you can always have two people to one bathroom in the place you choose, that's going to be easiest to alleviate maybe fights about getting ready in the morning. And what else could I suggest? <laughs> I think that's, I think that's it for now. But if you have any other, if you have any other ideas, then perfect. Um, glad to hear that uh, it was a wonderful experience and everyone's still together and enjoying the large family. Okay. And Shazad saying being clean is very important. And being honest, yes. Learn the other person's schedule, yes. All of these are important. And so when you're choosing, so now we're not talking necessarily about just living with flatmates, but when you're choosing a place to live in general, what is the most important thing for you? Um, and if there's anything else that I haven't included on this quiz, just pop it in the chat. Um, so affordability, is that the first thing you look at? The cost? Um, the proximity to your friends and family, the commute time to work, which maybe with a lot of jobs now, people are able to work from home more. So what happened actually in London during the pandemic is the rents in the city of London reduced a lot and the rents outside of London were increasing because people were able to suddenly work from home. So they wanted to be in the countryside um, or but down by the sea and so the rents outside of London were going up, but inside going down, which is interesting when you take away the, the need to commute. Crime rates, so is it a safe neighborhood? Um, and finally, style or design. So you're gonna wanna live somewhere that looks good. All right. And yes, I would say for me, it's been a co combination of the two top ones as well. So the commute, travel to work and affordability so when I was when I was in London I didn't really want to, to commute more than half an hour um, each way so an hour a day was sort of what I wanted to commute some sometimes I lived places where it was more like 40 minutes away but that was definitely one of my first things I would look at and then I would look at um, the cost and then probably things like the design and style of the apartment so um, you know, how many bathrooms, bedrooms, uh, what's the kitchen like, things like that. Um, so we have quite a mix here. But yeah, most people, I think, you don't want to spend, you know, four hours a day commuting if you can avoid it. <laughs> um, but of course, it comes down to what's affordable and what works for you, your partner, your family, whoever you live with. Um, 
And what's something important to be within walking distance to for you? So for me, um, there's a few things. I always want to be within walking distance to a park or green space. So somewhere I don't have to go and take a bus or drive to, I can just, I can just go walk to a park. I also want to be within walking distance to a supermarket, a grocery store. Um, again, I don't want to have to get deliveries or have to get on a bus um, to go get groceries. I would love to just, I like to, within 10 minutes, just be able to walk out my door and go grab some stuff, come back. What else? If I can also be within walking distance to some sort of exercise studio for something I like to do, then that's great. It'll be more motivating to go if I don't have to get in the bus or in the metro. I never had a car when I was in London. There were some car share programs, but um, usually it was just taking public transport or car shares like Uber, things like that. So what's important for you? Also park or green space, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to get into nature. It was especially important during the pandemic, of course. Um, I was living close to Hyde Park, which is one of the biggest parks in London. Um, and so that was wonderful to go. Usually I'd go at lunchtime and go have a walk around. And sometimes I would walk across it to go to a grocery store that was farther away, but just because I wanted a bit of a walk. Uh, a library as well. Very good. Yeah, parks, supermarkets, school and kindergarten. Yes, if you have if you have kids, if you can have the school nearby um, so they can walk to school, that's amazing. Absolutely. Just things that make your life easier, right? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, I'll go to the next one, but feel free to add your thoughts in the chat. Okay. And so... What is important in a rental contract? So if you are renting, um, what, what do you put in this? So you're going to have the parties, first of all, the landlord, which is the owner, and the tenant. Sometimes you'll have a third party who is the agent, and they're the person who kind of brings you together. Um, so the agent would be in the middle, landlord and tenant. Then you have to decide how long are you staying there? Um, so are you going to look for a one year, three year, a month to month? And this is when, as flatmates, you need to decide what your plans are. So in my last one, for instance, we signed a one year contract, but we knew that one of the girls was going to be moving out to um, go back to Canada. And so we had to make sure that it was going to be possible for us to make a change and to have a new person on the tenancy. Things like this when you're with flatmates are important to check. Um, the money, so how much rent? When is it paid? Uh, is there a security deposit? So in London, I think it often ends up being like six weeks of rent that you give as a security deposit so in case anything gets broken. What's included? So some agreements might include things like the heating, internet. And so this will also form part of your budget as you sit down with your flatmates and decide um, what's the budget. Are pets allowed? What are some other rules? What happens with damages? 
um, and what happens at renewal. So as an example for the renewal, I have a friend who got a really, really nice flat in London for a good price during the pandemic. Because as I mentioned, people were all leaving London um, to go live in the countryside. And so she managed to put an agreement for renewing an extra, I think, 18 months out of good rent. So even if the market came back, she was going to have that opportunity. So that was very smart for her. <laughs> All right. And so who shares? I saw this article, I think it was, yeah, three or four days ago on the BBC. And they said that the percentage increase of people who are over 50 years old who are sharing is increasing a lot. So it's not just students and young professionals. Um, with the cost of living in places like London, New York, I'm sure other large cities in the world are experiencing this, people are becoming kind of lifetime renters in these cities. Or maybe they were in a long-term relationship and then suddenly they're single and they're priced out of the market. So for them to get a one-bedroom apartment close to their workplace is just not feasible. So I, the stats in the last 10 years in the UK, it said that the group from 55 to 64 years old has increased by 239%. So people looking to share. Um, and so that might be people sharing within their own age, or you might have people who live in a house of various ages. Um, but yeah, it's certainly, I think with kind of the housing crisis, following the pandemic, following all sorts of all sorts of issues with the cost of living, um, it's starting to be a reality for some people. And I, I remember hearing about this interesting program in the UK, it's called HomeShare. And so what they do is they match elderly people who need extra help around the house for maybe 10 hours a week with a young person um, who's willing and able to work and help. And they get really cheap rent. And I thought this was a really cool way to, you know, help elderly people stay in their home longer, provide them with companionship, and then also provide affordable accommodation for people who might need it. So that was just kind of an interesting idea I came across. Of course, in some countries, like people were mentioning, it might be the whole family living together. Um, so grandparents live with parents, live with kids. But in countries where maybe they don't have any family left living nearby them. I think this is a really cool idea to, um, to yeah, help, a, help an older person stay in their home and help a younger person get a, a good start at life. So that was just one kind of unique flat share situation I came across. Um, let me know in the chat if you have anything else you would like to share. And... You see here. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to do a stream later today asking for feedback on streams. So for myself and the other streamers, things that you would like to like to talk about. Um, I'll put the link for the community forum right here. Um, so you can go there and add your thoughts. If you're also interested in doing the one-to-one -one live lessons. So this wouldn't be on the app. This would be on the Chatterbug website on your desktop. Um, 
that's a link you can take to get 25% off your first month. And that's where you're going to be doing one-to-one live lessons for 45 minutes. And uh, you go through different topics according to your level. And you also have the chance to just chat with someone and practice your conversation. So I think that's it for today. Thanks for sharing all of your experiences and thoughts about flat sharing, home sharing, house sharing, (laughs) room sharing, however you want to say it. Um, And I hope you got some new ideas, learned some new vocab, and I look forward to seeing you at the next one. So take care. Bye.